Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Out of Decluttering podcast. I'm your host, Amy Ravel, and I'm here again this week with Chantelle Imbach from photos in order I was going to say from the art of decluttering because whenever I say from it's always followed by that but no you are not from the art of decluttering not <laughs> quite photos in order that's right <laughs> last week Chantelle we talked to all things digital photos and then this week we're going to talk all things physical photos mm. what is your favorite thing about physical photos oh that's a good question Probably the fact that they are physical, they're tangible. I can hold them in my hands. Mm. It is different, I find. Um, yeah, when you compare it to digital photos. What's yeah. the worst thing about physical photos? Oh, the worst thing? Um, I don't know. What's the worst thing about physical photos? It depends a bit whether I think about, you know, from a client's perspective or from an organiser's perspective. Yeah, go from the client perspective because yeah. yours will be well organised. Yeah, from, from an organiser's perspective, it's like dirty photos or photos glued to the oh, back of a page. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you want to take stuff apart. Um, I think from a personal perspective, but that's also applicable for digital photos but maybe more so for physical photos because they tend to be all the photos mm -hmm. I think when you don't know the context in which they were taken or if you don't mm -hmm. know the story that goes with the photo because when we think about photos we want to the reason we take them is usually we want to hold on to a moment we want to tell a story and if you've lost that story or you don't have access to it that's what I find then harder. Or it's just like, you know, you look at a it's usually the very old photos where you would look at them and say, you know, I don't know anything about that person. I possibly don't even know the name. Mm. Um, and that's sort of sad in a way. Do you think that perhaps we need to get better as, and I'm going to say as parents, but maybe it's everyone mm -hmm. of taking more videos and storing them somewhere like I I'm not great at taking like a 10 second video and going hey this is Elijah for his first day of school he's going into year nine this year mm. because I, I don't I'm not as good at backing up and all, doing all of that stuff with those little videos mm. or what's um, the solution <laughs> me neither <laughs> look to be honest videos are even worse than digital photos to look after <laughs> yeah, yes. um but yes of course they are valuable in terms of um 
because you have the sound that comes with it. Yeah. And to have a person talk and have their voice on recording, that can be a very, very precious thing. And obviously this is something we can't have with prints mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's a piece of paper with some ink yeah. on it, you know. We don't have voice. Um, so, but videos, yeah, that's a whole, it's that's a whole, sort a whole of. another episode? Yes, you're opening a can of worms okay, there, I'm Amy. Okay, that can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to start this discussion today with a listener dilemma for you. Okay. And this one's from Susie and she popped this in our Facebook community. She said, I need help getting started. I have 9,000 digital photos to manage from the last 15 years, starting from when I was pregnant with our first child, who's now 14. I want to delete a lot of them. And from what's remaining, I want to select an even smaller group to make photo books, one for each year. How do I get started? I don't really want to do this, but I feel like it needs to be done. (laughs) So she's wanting to, we kind of ended last week's episode talking about going physical from digital. And Mm -hmm. we talked about ways to kind of get, those highlighted or hearted or star rated photos into the photo mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. How does she know whether she does it by year, by person, by event? Do you start right back 15 years ago for Susie? Does she start with last mm-hmm. year? How does she tackle such a big project? Oh, look, as so often with photos, there's no real right or wrong. Uh, it can be very individual. Um one thing I'd like to mention here is for most people probably, I don't have any numbers to you know support that, but I think for most people, a chronological order in photos, whether they be print or digital, is the most logical approach. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you know, for example, by year. Um, but other people, they think more in events or topics. Right. And especially for photo books, I find topics is great. So let's say you've got, you know, you mentioned um, basketball, right, in your Mm -hmm. family with the kids. So you could do a book with that is basketball related Mm. or whatever your family enjoys doing. Like, you know, me, I like to do, um, I'm a a hiker. I like to go bushwalking. I like nature. So I could do a book. based on that Mm. when you travel you do travel books of specific trips Mm -hmm. I've just done because our oldest he graduated from school last year and for his 18th birthday I made a photo book for him um, memories of his first 18 years so obviously that was person related that was photos with him in each and every photo he was part of some you know just him others with family so within the book I had topics one was family one was fun times where I put like those silly shots one was school related one was sports related travel you know traveling the world things like that so I had about 24 topics that I put in there um, and it was just amazing so you can do whatever works for you and Mm. now for Susie um you know don't don't put too much pressure on you it is time consuming mm-hmm. and on the other hand also we talked about in the digital world you know all that metadata with the rating and love harding and whatnot 
obviously when you've done that, when your collection is well curated, it's a lot easier to do all those projects because finding the photos, choosing the photos for projects, that's usually what I find is the most time-consuming part. Mm. And if you're not organized, that takes even more time. But you can still do books, even if you're not 100% organized. You know, it doesn't have to be perfectly curated before you do your first book. And you can start either with the late, like the newest, like last year, or you can say, okay, I'm going to go back and start, you know, with pregnancy, mm. first year and things like that. Some people also choose to do calendar years. And when it's child related, some people choose to do, you know, they start counting when the child was born. Yeah. So and take like that year. Yes, age based. Yeah. yeah. I think what I'm hearing both from Susie and in your answer is mm. that with physical photos and digital photos, there's two stages or maybe even three. There's the acquisition, mm-hmm. there's the curation, and there's like the the use. Mm-hmm. So the cu- the acqui- acquisition's fine. We're all very good at that. <laughs> but the curation is like that that decluttering side of it. Yeah. And so if you can develop some type of habit around the decluttering of your photos, mm-hmm. I think that's really good. One of the challenges that I hear with a lot of my clients is I've now got photos from my mum or my auntie or Mm -hmm. another family member and they're all physical and then I've got my own physical photos from pre-digital years. Mm -hmm. Do I go through and just scan all of them? Do I go through and curate it first and just get rid of the ones of people I don't know, you know, random trees and beach (laughs) scenes that I I can just Google that? Do you kind of go through that physical stuff first and then scan it in or do you just keep it as a physical? Is there, yeah, what's the benefit of actually scanning and creating a digital copy? Yeah. So firstly, yes, you absolutely go through them first and declutter as much as you can. Mm. Um, Now, there's different approaches. So you mentioned you have possibly, you know, inherited photos. Uh, that usually means that you know the person who took them might not be around anymore mm-hmm. and you can't talk to them but let's say you know you still have your parents and they have boxes and boxes of photos probably with you baby photos and growing up and whatnot I actually like to do that with them so it's no like you know a project you do together because it's a I found it myself with my mom and it was most of the one of the most beautiful experiences and I heard stories that I had never heard before you know they were tears they were laughter Mm. it was really you connect on a I mean you're already connected usually to your parents on a really deep level but this makes it even more deeper and special I found it an a a real special experience Mm. so if you can you know and do that and go through them. And also from experience, I know the trees, the beaches, this is all ended up in the bin. Yeah, We have reduced, it's the people that are important. Um, and it, it is interesting. It's, it's very individual again. You know, if it's your own photos that you took, it might be easier, it might be harder. Depends how sentimental someone Mm -hmm. is. But also one little trick I did, or not not I did, but we sort of 
when I did that with mom, the idea was that she declutters and I scan at the same time. Mm-hmm. And turns out that didn't work. She was like, <laughs> I can't do, you know, can you hold the photos for me? And I say, yes, no, yes, no. Mm-hmm. And we did that and it was very efficient and it was a lot easier for her then to make that decision because, as I said before, that what I like about physical photos, they're tangible. You can touch yeah. them. But that also gives you that extra more that, – that gives you more connection because you can touch the thing. It's, it's like any other – you know, 100%. it's like when I hold up that – that top in my mm-hmm. wardrobe if I want to declutter and you decide, that's easier. But when you touch it, you know, it's already yeah. much harder for most people. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the same with photos. So sometimes mm-hmm. it does help to have someone with you who helps you go through that process. And I found with decluttering physical photos, a lot of people are actually, sometimes I'm astonished how easy they throw them out. Mm. Others, they hold on to almost everything. But if you decide to scan, if you scan just, you know, the whole thing, Mm. honestly, I think it's a waste of money. Yeah. There's no point in scanning every photo. Yeah, because mm. if it, and I wonder if there's um, some people that need to see them digitally in order to get rid of them, but mm-hmm. surely you can, you know, I think when we did it, so what we've done, Chantelle, is we've done a really big curate of our physical photos, mm-hmm. but I haven't ever scanned them. Yeah. The reason is that the photos, when the kids were little, we used to get photos printed a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I've got a digital copy and so they're just kind of there. Mm. But the photos like pre-2000 mm-hmm. are all physical. And mm-hmm. because I'm not so sentimental, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, is that a project I really can be bothered doing? Because mm-hmm. it's not something I would want my kids to have to do either. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. Maybe what I need to do is actually find the ones, like a couple of wedding photos that I want to make yeah. digital because – we yes. don't have any digital copies of those. Yeah. You, you asked before, you know, should I scan? Why should I scan? Mm. And there's no, well, as to the why, there are clear answers. So one can be, but again, it's very individual, as mm-hmm. we hear. Um, if you're worried of losing them, yeah, you need to digitize them so that you've got a backup copy. Yeah. That That's one reason. Another reason can be why you want to, scan is because that allows you to share them mm-hmm. yeah that's a great point you know and then we come back to this uh stuff we talked about before uh, or in the last episode with um how to enjoy your photos mm. so that sharing is part of the enjoyment you know and sometimes it gives you joy if you can share a photo from you. That's like, brilliant. you know, I've scanned my photos. Like, everything is now scanned. Yep. Like, they're teenage photos. Like, you know, with the yes. permed hair and the cool fashion in the yep. 80s. Yep. I'm giving away my age. But, yeah, that, who cares? <laughs> um, so, you know, it's like, and there's my 
best school friend in that picture and I can send it to you, you know, That's send brilliant. a quick text and I know, you know, you're bringing a smile to their face yeah. and it's that's also the joy and that's the joy of sharing um so that can be a reason uh for some people and you <laughs> clearly don't belong to them but but some people they love family history and it's yeah. their hobby and you know genealogy mm-hmm. and whatnot so they're of course keen to have at least some of those photos scanned like as you say you know for yeah. example a wedding photo but you don't need 10 wedding mm-hmm. photos yeah. one might be enough yeah. So you can you can pick and choose what is important or photos, you know, um, from grand or great great parents or something like that, whatever, but you don't need dozens. You probably don't even have them because at these times you didn't take that many photos. <laughs> yeah, and I think when yeah. the kids are little you've got like we do, so mm. many photos. Yeah, too many. And they become yeah. teenagers, so mine both started back at school this week. Yes. <laughs> and I had to promise them that I wouldn't ask them to post another photo together for another 12 months in order to get them to stand next to each other and fake smile. <laughs> and I didn't share it on socials because they're like, oh, why do you need it? It's not a special year. It's year 9 and 11. There's nothing special yeah, about it. Because yeah. like, I'm your mum. And I want a photo to remember, oh, yeah, that's what they looked like and that's the height difference and all of those things. Yeah. Um, And I I wonder if as they get older, because what I've noticed in my house and in all my friends' houses is there's photos on the wall Mm -hmm. but there's none from the last 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) They are all of of everyone 10, 15 years ago. Yes. And I'm... I'm 100% guilty of that. I do not have a photo in my house of a teenage child. Yeah, me They're neither. They're all like preschoolers, maybe <laughs> up to maybe six or seven, and that's it. <laughs> do you think that maybe the printing and putting photos on the wall stage is over? I don't know. It's It might be a question of, of age. I mean, mm. when you go into a household that has, you know, elderly people, they would have probably more photos on the wall yeah. than we do. And myself, I, I don't have many photos framed or on the wall um, as a photo organizer. <laughs> but you have access you know? to all of them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and we talked about the digital photo frame last week and this is my favourite because then I don't always have to look at the same picture. Yeah. I'm someone who needs change. I hate, well, I not I shouldn't say I hate routine I do love routine and but it also bores me quickly so I need to change things again so if I see the same thing over and over again um it gets sort of boring Mm. um and then it's just there and gathers dust yeah um and it doesn't bring that yeah and it doesn't bring that same enjoyment than you know my digital photo frame where I see fresh photos from time to time and and really, you know, they, they bring a smile to my face. Mm. Um, but that's, I, I again, it's very personal, you know. It is. And I think I want to issue a challenge. And I'm, oh, Chantelle, you're <laughs> going to have to wait one second while I grab something. Hold yes. on. Stay there. <laughs> the listeners will know what I'm grabbing. And I'm making lots of noise when I come back because I need to do a bit of this. Yes. <laughs> so this button for the podcast is when I'm talking about something or a guest is talking about something and I'm like, oh, I need to do that. So the challenge that I'm about to drop for everybody is a massive yes for me. 
So what I'm thinking, listeners, is I want all of us to do a mindful walk through our homes and only focus on framed pictures. Mm. And you might find that you've got more than you thought you actually had and the photos are so old. Because <laughs> we have a, we call it our wall of shame. So we've got one hallway in the house and it's got photos on it, but it's also got like kids' artwork. Right. And when they were little, they'd bring home really lovely artwork and we'd just put it in the frame and then when they brought home another piece of artwork, just put it on top. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, five or six artworks in the frame. Mm-hmm. There's a booty that my grandma knitted for my firstborn. So it's not just photos, yeah. but it is a lot of photos and it's like of my grandma and of our wedding and different yeah. things. But I think it might be time for all yeah. of us to walk through our home with fresh eyes and go, is that framed picture adding value anymore? Or would I want something else? So do I want to get a digital frame where I can enjoy fresh photos? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. So we're in Australia. Is Kmart yeah. the best place just to get your digital photos printed or are there... Like, what? Oh. how do you do that anymore? Yeah, you're asking me something there. <laughs> Look, I've never really done, because I don't really print a lot of photos. No, so um, you, you can basically print them anywhere. Look, to put them in a frame, who cares whether it's, you know, Kmart is probably not the best quality, to be honest. No, it doesn't uh, neither, neither is Snapfish and all that cheap yeah. stuff. But, you know, it's better than nothing. And yeah. the question is, does it matter or not? I mean, there are professional, uh, not that they are unprofessional, but there are other like more studio quality, real high quality prints, but you pay like 10 times the price. So it it always depends what you need it for. Um, But there's countless, uh, you know, you can use Kmart, Harvey Norman, Big W, Target, I don't know who, you know, the the photo, the camera stores do it. You can go anywhere, like, so many places still. I clearly yeah. haven't done it yeah. for a very long time. <laughs> There's been a resurgence. I've noticed with a lot of my boys' friends that they have like those current Polaroids effectively where they've got like yeah. the instant print. Yeah. And I think there is some value to that because I've seen a lot of, and particularly teenage girls, I haven't seen this in, mm. not that I'm in teenage boys' bedrooms because I just drop them at the door and say hello to the parents. 
But the girls <laughs> seem to have those just stuck on the wall. Yeah. And I actually really like that it's not framed, it's not permanent, it's just a snapshot of yeah. me now. Yeah. And, and it's that can good be fun. a way to enjoy it. Yes, totally. Yeah. So, and it, it is, you know, when we talk about photos generally, so with prints, yes, we do recommend to scan them, but be really selective, declutter as much as you can, yeah. archive those prints properly, and then enjoy them. And because if you scan them and then they just come into your digital photo hub, as I call it, your mm -hmm. other archive yeah. in the computer, well, we haven't changed anything really no. apart from having decluttered maybe and scanned them. But okay. now they sit on a hard drive and you never look at them. So yeah. it doesn't really yeah. matter whether they sit at the back of a dark cupboard somewhere in the house and you do nothing or whether they sit in the computer and nobody looks at them mm -hmm. ever and completely feeling, you know, overwhelmed. Yeah. So we want to get them out, whether they print or digital, yeah. and do something with them. And that's where the curation and the selection comes in because you can't do something with 40,000 photos. It's <laughs> too much. So, yeah, too you much. know, get rid of declutter, cull, you know, nobody wants, and when you take it a step further, what are you about to leave? What's your legacy? What's your photo legacy? Okay. You know, you don't want to leave your kids 100,000 photos because guess what they're going to do? They're probably going to delete them because they're completely overwhelmed. Yeah. They don't know what to do with them. They might miss them because they sit on a computer they can't access when you're gone or whatever. You know, there's so many. So this is another aspect of photos that goes deeper, of course, you know, the, and the whole storytelling um, mm. uh, part while we take photos in the first place. So what do you want to leave I you know, that. and that's where that what comes in. What you mentioned before, maybe just scan that um, wedding photo mm. or scan a photo. You know, you can come up with your own rule. Scan one photo per year when you grew up. That's great. And that might be enough for your yeah. kids to have one photo of you, you know, from your booth well, onwards. Freedom you, in that. You know, they don't need countless pictures. They're not never ever going to do anything with them but it might be fun to have you know a, a few photos from you yeah. when you were a kid because they that's find right. it hilarious anyway yeah, they're like, like oh my gosh mom oh. your hair <laughs> we thought your hair's buffy now you should have seen it in the 80s when it got brushed <laughs> it's good fun <laughs> so one last question i have um, and this mm. might be a super easy answer is is the best way to scan using an actual flatbed scanner or can you just use the scanning app on your phone or yeah. is, is it dependent on the quality that you want? No, you're depends. like about yeah. to shrivel up when I suggested yeah. the scanning app like on the phone. Cr cringing. No, no, no. <laughs> no, please don't use a phone app. Um, the reason is not that the app as such is bad but the phone camera, yes, they're good. And the scan might look great on your phone, but when you compare it to proper scan, um, yeah, you can't compare it. It's it's not good. But sometimes it does call, you know, you might need a quick solution. I've done it myself and mm. that's okay. And again, it depends what do you use it for. Yeah. But yes, so flatbeds are good. There are a specific photo scanner because your printer at home that also scans is made to 
scan documents in the first place and not photos. Yes, you can scan photos, and yes, it's still better than a phone, um, but there are photo scanners, and the latest state-of-the-art digitizing actually is camera scanning, but not with the phone, but with a proper um, good camera and the, the right uh, you know, light stands and whatnot. Yeah, um, yeah. So Fiona from um, Photo Helper, who does the podcast with me, she um, she has specialised in that. And you basically take a photo of a photo, and yeah. it's maximum quality, and it might not be as expensive as people think. So mm. it, you know, it can be outsourced or scanning as such on a flatbed is not difficult. Yeah. You need to make sure you've got the right settings and then you scan away. It just takes forever. Yeah. <laughs> there are so rules. Once a year is not a bad idea. <laughs> if you do once a year, just outsource it to someone who's going oh, to do absolutely. good Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, listeners, if you've got, I'm sure there will be some of you who are like, oh, my goodness, you've just opened my eyes to the world of possibility. <laughs> yeah. The good news is Chantal knew you were coming. <laughs> and her and Fiona do have an amazing backlog of episodes. Photo organising is not something we specialise in at the Art of Decluttering. And so it is important to have partners who you can say, that's not my specialty, and send people to the right. Because I, when I first started out as a professional organiser, I felt like I needed to be good at everything or I would let my clients down. Mm. But very quickly I learned that they actually appreciate me saying, I can do that but it's better value for your money. You're going to get better better outcomes by going to this person. Mm. Um, and so that's what we do. That's what we do. We love collaborating, don't we? We do. It's yeah. so good. I love our industry. Yeah, it is. It's the best. It is a good one. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Chantelle. Is there anything I've missed? I mean, I, oh. let me start again. Is there anything <laughs> that I've missed that is helpful to fit in like, 60 seconds because I've missed a lot but anything <laughs> critical that you're like oh I've been busting to say that mm, I don't know look I could go on forever maybe we talk uh just 60 seconds about storing your prints oh yes please I yes? actually had a question about that okay my what question, was, question? was this is what I wrote down albums versus snap lock bags because I'm a snap lock bag person <laughs> and my mum's an album person and I don't is there other options? What's best? How do you not make them go really manky? Yeah, look, both options are great. And they are actually the Ziploc bags. They are of archival quality. Yeah. So they're not going to damage your photos. That's a great, easy, quick way to organize your photos, to keep them bundled. Uh, much better than don't use rubber bands or clips and things like that ever. Another option is there are archival quality boxes that you can store it so you basically stand your photos into you know in the box mm -hmm. so they um yeah they stand there and you can use dividers to label them uh, that's another good way or yeah the albums and there's so many different albums you know the, the dry there's the dry man albums like mm -hmm. uh, or scrapbooking for those who are very creative there's just a simple slip in albums um they all work for archival purpose too so it's again personal preference if you do like to look at them from time to time and you know leaf through an album go that way if mm -hmm. you scan them all and you just keep them as a backup 
you put them in an archival box at the back, you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> in, yeah. in your cupboard, somewhere yeah. dry and dark and not in your garage under the house or in the in yeah. the roof. That's the yeah. wrong place to keep them. Um, and it's a then special level of there. devastation that people feel when I open up a box and there's mm. mouldy photos. Oh, yeah. It's like, so I keep, I literally just keep them in a snaplock bag in a shoebox or mm-hmm. a, a box that looks like a shoebox. In the back of my wardrobe. That's fine. Okay, yep. that's all right. Good. Easy. Don't overthink. Right. I didn't have to push my yes button for that, but I <laughs> am going to do a wander through my house, see what's in frames, take some of those out, take the photos out of the frame if I want to keep it and donate the frame, yeah. or mm-hmm. if I want to keep nothing of it, mm-hmm. put the photo in the bin, donate the frame. And by the way, the photos, you do have to put them in the bin. You can't recycle them. Good, good, good. Because yeah. it's the the coating on the photo, isn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oh, Chantelle, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. I love talking to you. <laughs> Listen, I hope that that's been really helpful. Um, as I said, everything will be linked in the show notes if you do have more questions. I was going to read out some reviews, but I tell you what, why don't you just jump on your podcast app and leave a review for the Art of Decluttering podcast? And while you're doing that, you can flick through and read the other reviews that have been left rather than me reading it out because it feels a bit weird reading out reviews about myself. And I think I'm going to stop doing it because I feel weird and I don't need to do it. <laughs> so go and find them yourself. But please leave a review. That does help people to find, especially um, in the new feed that the podcast is in. Chantelle, thank you again. I have to thank. It was so much fun. It really was. I've got a big smile on my face. Listeners, I'll be back next week. And until then, enjoy the freedom. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation, and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.